What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. We are on episode number 54. 54 of the only sports podcast. That's a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, Casino, how are we doing today? Pretty good. I spent about an hour and 20 minutes at the park with the kid because she wouldn't stop screaming about going to the park. Um, nice. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Starting to get toasty in Vegas, though. So, dude, yesterday I took my kid to the park during the day and it was like 88 degrees and I was sweat my balls off and I was like, it's going to be 20 degrees hotter than this in like two weeks. So yeah. this summer's going to be fucking miserable. It's going to yep. be miserable. Uh, but look, look but, at us being good dads. Look at us like flexing our, our, our dad status of taking the kids out. I know. I know. But this is going to be a good episode, Casino, because everything so. we are about to talk about today, I am passionately angry about it. So, <laughs> uh, I was going to start, well, I, I, with... and I told you I, I have a good one for the NHL. So, uh, yeah, th- this is going to be an episode of rants. So, shout out to my friend uh, friend Thomas out there who listens to the show, and he likes when we rant. Well, here you go, here you go, here you go. I I was going to start go. with this the Sixers rant, but I don't want to jump from basketball to football to basketball. <laughs> so the, 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 that's a tease. The Sixers rant will have to wait. I have six pages of notes just on the Sixers game. And so I'm, I'm more prepared to talk about that game than I am to talk about anything we've ever talked about on this podcast because I was losing my fucking mind. But that's a <laughs> tease for later in the show because first we're going to talk about our favorite sport, the most popular sports, uh, probably the people who listen to this podcast, and that is the NFL last night. We're recording this Friday morning, so Thursday night – they release the NFL schedule for next week or for next year. Yeah, they did. And uh, just thoughts on the schedule as a whole casino. Cause I went through it last night and today, and I think I have some big issues with it. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I just, sometimes I don't understand what they're thinking when they put a couple of matchups together. I got to understand a lot of teams, you got to fill some spots, but at this point, the last few seasons, it just feels like, okay, you're just doing it for the TV ratings. You don't give a shit about actual um, good games. You just want to see blowout shit and your superstars, and we'll, oh, that'll be a segue here in a second, your superstars blowing out teams, or you know you're going to get a good matchup, but it's going to be like a high-scoring matchup because obviously nobody likes, I mean, I like it because I like defense, but a defense battle where it's, the Super Bowl for like the Patriots against the Rams, where it was that low scoring, you know, ordeal, but everybody was like, oh, it's a horrible Super Bowl. And I was like, that's a good Super Bowl. So I don't, I don't like this. So with that, let's just roll into opening night. I just, I want to. Yeah. Well, before we get into oh, opening come night, on. no, we're talking, let's talk about the <sighs> Chiefs, the Chiefs schedule. Okay, because and then we can segue that into they're going to win the Super Bowl, dude. This is they're going to win the Super Bowl again. This is the most bullshit schedule for a Super Bowl winning team I've ever seen in my fucking life. These are the teams that the Chiefs play on the road. 
Okay. These are the teams they play on the road. And then I'm going to tell you the teams they play at home on the road. They play at Jacksonville (coughs) at New York jets at Minnesota, uh, at Denver. Let's see at Raiders at Packers at new England at Los uh, the chargers. Any of those besides the divisional games, any of those sound like they're playing their big competitions at no. any fucking one of those? Well, I, I, well, I, I do have a, f- a fun take on the Jags, but right now, no. Like, um, for the most part, yeah, no, this is going to be a walk in the park. What's... Did we already lose Casino? I did. Yes. Are you back? Okay. I'll I'll cut that I'm out. Back. But so these are the teams they play uh in their stadium casino. So they play the Dolphins in Germany, which is a whole other thing. Like they're playing Dolphins Chiefs at Germany. So we get the Tyreek Hill revenge game in Germany, which is fucking dumb. So I'm not even gonna count that as a home game, but their home games, they play the Eagles, the Bills, and the Bengals all at home. All let's see, they play the Eagles after a bye. They play Buffalo after going to Raiders to uh Green Bay. And then they play the Bengals after going to New England and then have the Raiders at home. Could they fucking be just handed a more fucking easy schedule so they start off for with a literally... super bowl team for patrick mahomes come on dude look at the fucking we'll talk about our team schedule obviously i'm an eagles uh you're a patriots fan uh i've looked at uh our schedules and i always go by the strength of schedule of uh like the sharp every year does the football analysis based on like uh future win totals because the NFL bases their strength of schedule off last year's win totals, which we know is never the case because teams change so much during the off season. So looking at the sharp football analysis where they're projecting, you know, based on Las Vegas's gambling projections of wins next year for teams, your team they're projecting has the hardest schedule in uh, 2023 based on scheduling yeah there's and because they were you know they were so good it's because fucking goodell <laughs> hates or fucking hates bill, bill belichick hates the patriots and he could shove it up his fucking ass <laughs> i mean but i might as well saying, not even watch this fucking this season might as well not <laughs> they're saying the chiefs have the third hardest schedule in the league fucking how Blow it oh, out your ass. They get so many fucking scheduling breaks. And but let's dive into that week one opening night of the NFL. We always have the Thursday night game uh as the NFL kickoff game. This year, usually, and I have the last 10 pulled up right here. Usually it is two teams that maybe have like a either an out-of-division rival, an in-division rival, two teams that kind of have a rivalry going for whatever reason in the near past, right? They do, 
like, oh, these two teams had a battle in the playoffs last year. These two teams, like Chiefs and Bengals, Chiefs and Bills, you know, have some notoriety. And then this year, we're expecting Chiefs-Eagles. We know they play this year. We know Chiefs-Bills play. We know Chiefs-Bengals play. So right there, three perfect uh, Chiefs dolphins right where we have the Tyreek Hill whole thing we have storylines with all these major games you could even do a a in-division game with nobody's going to complain about Chiefs Chargers Uh, people would complain about Chiefs Broncos but even maybe Chiefs Raiders would be okay we get the most random fucking matchup of all time Lions at Chiefs what the fuck is the reasoning for this casino? I'm, well, I, I told you the reason. It's because they want their golden boy, Patrick Mahomes, who they gave an easy schedule to this year, to win another Super Bowl. So eventually Patrick Mahomes can out outdo Brady on the Super Bowl thing and all the um, all the awards, which he might hit those awards, you know, just by himself, but the Super Bowls is what it really comes down to. You're basically putting up on a silver platter your boy, your guy. And like he is he is Roger Goodell's like sweet, sweet, sweet baby faced golden <laughs> child. And I am sick and tired of it. And I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. I like the guy. I think he's a great football player, fantastic quarterback, and he's a genuinely nice dude from everything that I've listened to, watched, all those things on him, um, heard stories about. I like him, but I'm tired of them just giving them gimmies. We did think that Detroit's going to be better this year. They sucked in the draft. They didn't get any defensive players, but they even boosted up their offense even more. So I'm excited to see you know them throughout the season. But to go up against the, the Chiefs, I, I just the Super Bowl champs. I just don't like that. Um, who's going to watch no. that opener? Who's going to watch it's, that opener? They well, they want is... high scoring. They want high scoring. They this want is my, blowouts. This is my issue with, and you just fucking nailed it right on the head. So when it comes to NFL, right, they are, they tailor these type of events to people who aren't you and me, AKA people who aren't going to watch it regardless, right? Like we're going to watch it. If it's fucking Jaguars, uh, bears, on a fucking Thursday night, we're watching it because we like football. These events, much like the Super Bowl halftime show and the Super Bowl in general, is geared towards people who don't watch football, but then go, oh, it's opening night of football. Oh, it's Sunday night football. Oh, it's Super Bowl. Let me watch that because I know it's important culturally, right? Avatar and Avatar 2 those movies are fine. I've never been, I've never met someone who's like, my favorite movie are Avatar 1 or 2. But everybody has seen those fucking movies because they're cultural things, right? And you want to be in the know, blah, blah, blah. So when it comes to these Thursday night football opening kickoff games, every year they should gear them towards people who don't watch football by being like, Getting us football people to be like, oh my God, it's going to be Bengals Chiefs. Like you need to watch this. And then we're talking to people at work who don't watch football and then we're hyping it up and they're like, oh, I'll check that out. I watch, I like football, like, right. So it's that kind of progression. 
what the fuck what are you trying to sell when it's chiefs lions because every football fan's going to be like oh yeah this is like i keep hearing this where it's like oh this is really good for the lions this is really good for the lions it's really good for the lions to get blown out by three touchdowns on the first fucking night of the nfl like why is that good for the lions you just said it the lions had the worst or bottom three defense last year. They didn't really do anything to improve it. They maybe went, they signed CJ Gardner Green. They got what the linebacker in the first round or whatever. So they improved what from the 29th ranked defense to the 26th? Like, I don't fucking know, but it's like there's no storyline here. The Lions weren't even a playoff team last year. Like, what the fuck is the selling point for this? Like, oh man, glad they the want NFL Pat. Fans. They want Patrick Mahomes to score sixty on him. They want to drop <laughs> yeah. another fifty burger or something on them. That's that's my my fifth hockey right now, and I'll get into my hockey rant a bit. Is um here, you know that, but they want the high scoring games. They want the. The drama they are setting it up for it they don't give a shit about actually about the the purity of the game and i'm not trying to be one of those guys like whoa pure game yeah yeah no like <laughs> i don't give a shit about that i i just want the players that are making a shit ton of money to go out there and actually compete fairly where it's everybody has a chance that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to make it where everybody has a chance and that's that's when you have good football seasons. And I liked I liked the NHL going into the playoffs because I was like, all these teams are going to be so even. I can't wait for it. And then I've been having issues with it, and I'll explain why later. But I'm just so over this this narrative of you have to you're, – you're doing it for entertainment purposes only. You're not – doing it for the actual game. You are setting it up for entertainment purposes only. So like the first game, you're doing it so they can blow them out and you can be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is out there. They're doing ring around the rosy, silly fucking plays because they're up by 50. Yeah. And they're out there being dorks. And then there's your fun talking point. I just, it's going to get frustrating. And I'm, I'm tired of a lot of these leagues doing that. And uh, uh, sorry, well, not sorry, we... but frustrating so that is a good segue into we both wrote down our top 10 nfl games on the schedule we are looking forward to and i'll tell you what even if it wasn't opening night lions chiefs was not on my list and i have a bunch of honorable mentions i'll get to but i'm an eagles fan casino is a patriots fan so how many I, – I put purposely you, on my list. I'm going to let you roll first, though. Okay. Purposely on my list, I put no divisional games. Like, no games of teams that are in the same division because no. you're seeing those regardless, right? So, I put out-of-division games uh, that I'm excited for. Who, so you, didn't you, give me that, me go, you didn't give me that criteria. No, no, that was just a self-imposed criteria. Because am I excited for Eagles? You need to be better than yeah, me. You just need to be also... better than me. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. But it's also like I know they're going to play two games a year, so it's not like something 
you know, out of the ordinary. Do you want me to go through my whole list or you want to go back and forth? Uh, go through your list. Why not? I'll okay. jump in if I say I, I, I like those because I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm making my list now because I didn't really have much time to do it. But I like what I have written down so far. But some of them are divisional. Um, so those will be a little different. Uh, so first, these are my honorable mentions I did not have on my list. I'll just run through them real quick. Uh, Chiefs, Jets, Sunday Night Football Week 4. Obviously, you get Mahomes and uh, Rodgers going at it in New York. That'll be fun. Uh, Cowboys 49ers Week 5, Sunday Night Football. And then Cowboys Chargers Week 6, Monday Night Football. So two Sundays and then a Monday, just 4, 5, and 6. That's pretty good. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs, I was excited for until I realized it was in Germany in week nine. And now, ugh, I hate. The NFL is going to just add a fucking division in Germany. Probably two teams Germany, two teams London. And then it's just going to be 6.30 a.m. games West Coast, which is fucking awful. Uh, Seahawks at Ravens week so nine. I, I agree with you that they're going to make a uh, European division. But where do you even put that? Where do you put that? How do you structure? How do you structure it? Stop watching Ooh. your game. You're only going to cry. No, no. We got some breaking news, Casito. Breaking oh. news on the on uh, NFL. I had the NFL Network just on the TV over here. Yeah, he was the rewatching Washington... the Chiefs-Eagles game. And he was crying. Yeah, I think, I think the Eagles got it. I think they got it this time. Uh, but the... Washington football team, Washington Commanders, has just been sold to Josh Harris. So Who? officially, I don't know. I think he owns a bunch of other sports teams. So officially, the worst owner in the NFL is out, and he has sold the Commanders. Breaking news that you'll hear four hours after we record this. But that just popped up <laughs> uh so next up i had seahawks at ravens week nine just kind of an interesting matchup with lamar coming back revitalized both these teams right ravens got more weapons seahawks maybe have the best wide receivers in the league ravens great defense seahawks hopefully an improved defense uh right. chargers at jets week nine on monday night football so again we're gonna get herbert rogers monday night football uh week 10 panthers at bears that just seems like a weird weird matchup bryce young you got justin fields week 10 i have a couple of week 12 matchups bills at eagles and then sunday night football ravens at chargers so there's like six or seven teams i have most of their games on here that are out of divisions because i just like those teams or i'm interested in what those teams are going to be uh, like week 15, which I have Eagles at Seahawks, Vikings at Bengals, which I think will be like really damn good. And then week 16, Bills at Chargers and Ravens at 49ers Christmas night. So thank God they're, I think the, the Thanksgiving games this year are fucking abysmal, but the Christmas games and Christmas weekend <laughs> games look pretty fucking good. Uh, we got Dolphins at Ravens week 17, maybe some playoff implications over there. And then that is all my honorable mentions. So now to get to the list casino, my number 11 
which my number 10 and 11 are tied. So I actually have 11 instead of 10. Uh, number 11, Texans at Panthers week eight. So that is number one pick versus number two pick in the draft. I always okay, like those sense. matchups when it's two quarterbacks. So especially the thing I have noticed going through the schedule, like I did the past two days, they definitely backloaded this NFL schedule. There was not many good games until like week eight or nine. The first couple weeks are fucking brutal, brutal, brutal. Like they have weeks four, five, and six have the Sunday night and then Monday night football games. But every other game is just like, ugh, who is who is doing the scheduling for this? And then you have games like Bengals Chiefs in week 17. Like, why are you holding that out till the very end of the season unless we think it's going to be a playoff seeding situation like last year, which ended up fucking up anyways so i don't know everybody but tied for number 10 i have chargers at jets week nine monday night football so we get to see herbert we get to see rogers on monday night football week nine so that should be pretty good i don't i think i might have had that on my honorable mentions accidentally as well no uh oh yes i did so that was actually my number 10 uh number nine Seahawks at Bengals in week six. That seems like a really interesting matchup. I like two high-powered offenses, maybe a little bit questionable defense on Seattle side, and then Bengals, a top-five defense. So, again, two of the maybe one and two for the two best wide-receiving groups in the entire NFL going head-to-head. Number eight, Cowboys at Bills week 15. So we're going to see Cowboys going up to Buffalo to play the Bills. It's probably going to be snowing. It's going to be week 15. That'll be that'll be good. But again, so late in the season. Why are we doing this? Uh, Ravens at 49ers, Christmas, week 16. I had that. I had some on my – I just wrote a giant list and crossed them off to put them on here. But I already talked about that. Christmas night. Ravens 49ers that should be pretty damn good number six Lions at Ravens week seven so we have the returning Lamar uh his wide receiver group the Lions who apparently the NFL thinks are going to be one of the best teams in the league because they got some we thought they're gonna be much better but we also thought they were going to do something defensively again yeah we thought they would pick up Uh, more number five only my one of two Eagles games I have on this list. Eagles at Chiefs, week 11, Monday Night Football. Again, why this takes place in Kansas City, where Kansas City also plays Bengals at home and Bills at home. Again, garbage bullshit. Yeah, but- no, they're doing it yeah, because they want to give all the hard games to them at home so Patrick Mahomes can win and win another Super Bowl. And then finally, Bel- or, uh, Bel- uh, Roger Goodell could be like, well, he's better than Brady. It's because I'm giving him all the easy <laughs> shit. And this is not me trying uh, to defend Brady because I'm a Brady guy. You know, I'm a Patriot guy. But I And I like Patrick Mahomes, but I just hate Roger Goodell. And I feel like he's doing this spitefully where he's just being completely spiteful and, and, and hates Brady so much that now he's out of the <laughs> league. He's just going to be like, here, here you go, golden child. I want to get you as many Super Bowls as possible. I fucking can't stand that. All at home, 
all those games are at home. Dude, it's it's uh. insane. Especially this one, Monday Night Football. So not only is it at home, they get a extra day to prepare, and it's after the bye week. So cool. Like, you know, Andy Reid is basically undefeated in his entire career after fucking a bye week. The Eagles also have a bye after that, but uh, we'll get into the Eagles schedule right after I'm done with this because I don't want to ruin my number one, which is an Eagles game. Uh, yep, I know which four. one it is. That's on my list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four, I have Bengals at 49ers week eight. So if the 49ers are anything like they like were last one. year, and then the Bengals going into San Francisco to play probably potentially the number one defense, you have Burrow. Uh, I have another Bengals game, which is a Bengals game we've seen many times before, but it never gets old. Uh, Bengals at Chiefs, right? We, oh, my only issue with this is week 17. That is a really long time to wait for this fucking game. Uh, Beng- especially if they like meet in the playoffs. So you're playing week 17 and then potentially two weeks later. Why would you not try to schedule this? I have a Bengals game like on that. T- neither one of those though. Uh, well, this might be the game you have because my number two, Bills at Bengals, Sunday night football, week nine, no. the game we were, uh, you know, the game we almost got last year and then obviously the tragedy happened with DeMar Hamlin and we didn't get to see it. So we finally, hopefully, get to see it this time. Sunday night football, week nine. It wasn't nine. that one, by the way. Oh, I'm interested. And my number one uh, game, I'm sure anybody who listens to this podcast for any of the the episodes during the playoffs knew my number one game, a game I have told my wife we are going to. I'm going to this game, <laughs> Casino. I will be there live because the atmosphere is going to be fucking crazy. Eagles versus 49ers in Philadelphia, week 13. The 49ers players and coaches as late as this week will still not shut the fuck up about uh, losing in the NFC championship game. Their coach and Debo Samuel independent of each other were still bitching and complaining about this game. As of two days ago, Debo Samuel went on a podcast and the coach was like being interviewed and brought it up. They still won't stop talking about this. It happened in January. It's May. Like, get the fuck over it. And uh, I think they're going to have a rough season because of that. Oh, they can't get fucking over it. They don't even know. They won't get over it. Yeah. They're going to have a a tough time getting over that. The only way they'll get over that, the only way is if they do beat the Eagles. Only way. The funny thing is... They keep saying, like, oh, if only we had our quarterback. If only we had our quarterback. They don't know who their quarterback is now, and it's May. So what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know if it's Trey Lance. You don't know if it's Brock Purdy. And then there's all these reports coming out where it's like, oh, well, you know, they signed Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold is actually the best quarterback they have right now. So it's like, I mean, and we even talked about guys... it. They had a, that that game. They had to keep you off the field, and that wasn't happening. The Eagles were staying on the field. Well, they, yeah, their offense was too too fantastic. That it doesn't matter if you had a good quarterback. And yes, I know that means you probably would have stayed on the field a little bit longer. But that doesn't mean you're going to stop the Eagles. All you're going to do is what. 
all you would do is if you stayed out there on offense a little bit longer, you know, if you had a quarterback um, outside of, you know, Brock Purdy and then uh, whoever the guy, Jefferson Johnson, Johnson, the dude that came in late for him um, in that game. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't matter because all say you did have your quarterback and you're out there, you know, and you're giving your defense some break. Well, you're also giving the Eagles offense more break and they're just going to run more seam routes on you. So, well, it's they were the well, they were going to get beat regardless, no matter who they had. They they could have had Aaron Rodgers in there, and they probably still would have gotten beat. Well, it's also this thing. That's the like, nicest thing you'll ever hear me say about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, the the also the other thing is, and I'm not going to do a whole rant on this because there will be plenty of time for this during the season. But uh, there, like, it's this whole Brock Purdy thing. Uh, didn't that one year with Case Keenum and the Vikings? Weren't they saying? He was now all of a sudden this great quarterback that was going to take this team to the Super Bowl. And then he went into Philadelphia in the NFC Championship and got fucking smoked and then was never the same again. What is the, where is the evidence that Brock Purdy would have done fucking anything in that game? He was in Philadelphia in an AFC Championship game. Like the biggest game of his career and he was getting hit. Like that's what knocked him out of the game. It's not like he was standing in the pocket and he fucking tripped he was getting annihilated again but i will be week 13 i will be in the stands for this game watching it it'll be my first ever professional football league game in person and i'm excited for it and that place is going to be fucking loud as shit uh all right casino let's go to your list i'm all fired up Yo, Casino, do your list. Um, well, kind of cheating off of you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I do like the Cowboys' bills that you said in week 15. Um, I'm not going to give them going in a certain order. I'll tell you the ones that I like the most as we get closer to it. But, um, again, I was unprepared. I spent an hour and 20 minutes at the park <laughs> with my kid today, and I couldn't get her to leave. So that's why I'm a little behind. Uh, but I do like that Cowboys' bills. Um, I think – any team going up that late and where it's going to be cold as shit and probably snowy is always fun. Yeah. And it will make me really laugh that the Cowboys are going to go up there and not going to be able to do it. And they'll probably be right on the cusp of making the playoffs again. So <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited to see that. Um, the Eagles chiefs, of course, rematch Super Bowl. That's high up on my list. You want to see that. I want to see Jalen hurts come out there and absolutely smoke the chiefs. Um, especially in prime time Monday night football, it's going to be like the only game on. Yeah, that's going to be right. Um, and I know you're off Mondays and I work Mondays. You need to come down to my joint. We'll watch that. I'll have the game sound on and we can just scream at the TV together. Uh, I will be at the Eagles bar. I already know it. I already know there's certain games. I must be at the Eagles bar. This is one of them. It's going to be nice. insane. All right, whatever. whatever. <laughs> that's that's fair um and then you're mentioning it it's high up on my list uh i really want to check out that game that you're going to go to the eagles 49ers week 13 i'm tired of the chirping like i'm not even a fan (laughs) of either team i don't give a shit about either team none i mean i like jalen hurts and and go eagles for you but I don't really give yeah. a shit, and I'm tired of the chirping. Just shut the <laughs> fuck up about it, Debo. I liked you. I liked you a lot. 
you're making me lose, you know, your, your credibility is just diminishing and diminishing because you keep Dude, talking about it. Be a, be a grown crazy. up, be a grown up, <laughs> be a professional football player and just be like, ah, I got beat. And it was nothing on you. It was nothing on you because like I said, no matter who you had in there, yeah, you could probably score a couple more points, but the defense or uh, not the defense, uh, the Eagles offense was too good. It was just too good. Good luck. And the Eagles defense was pressuring you too much. So I'm just kind of ready for that scenario to be done. Um, get, get them a quarterback. I, I want a trade or something. Tom, Tom Brady, come out of retirement. Go play for the 49ers for that game, just for that single game. <laughs> and learn that you, Patrick Mahomes on a loan. I don't care. Patrick Mahomes on a loan to the San Francisco. And I still think the Eagles would beat San Francisco. Um, yeah. And we're going to see. We're going to see. Gotcha. So a um, little lower on the list, but um, I don't know how many that is. I think that's four now. But um, I'm just going to round off the games that I like. Um, Baltimore, Cincinnati. You did not have this one. Week two. Why I'm excited about this one is you have a high-powered Cincinnati, and I want to see what fucking the Ravens can do against a fantastic team after this whole fucking shabacle, I want to see him earn his goddamn money. I want him to run all over Cincinnati. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know if he can do it. I just don't know. I think that now he's gotten paid that he's just going to sit back and not care. Because you see that with way too many quarterbacks. So uh, we'll talk about yeah. Lamar Jackson. I didn't specify. But yeah, Lamar Jackson. I we really want to both... see him get out there. This I'm, podcast... I'm over it. This podcast has weirdly turned us both into Bengals fans. I think you and I yeah. both root for the Bengals, and I'm not sure why. Well, I mean, oh, I know why. It's because they got the coolest cat on the fucking field, Mr. Joe Burrow. And that yeah. is a reference for, to his college days as well. <laughs> there you go. He is cool. Um, he, is, he is cool. Dude, he's, he is so badass. He's just a skinny <laughs> white dude that walks around with smoking cigars all the time. And it's like, hey, I play professional football. <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> Like, yeah. I yeah. like you, man. I like you. Um, and unlike, really... like, unlike Mahomes, he doesn't have an annoying brother or like a loud wife. He's just like <laughs> he goes on podcast and he's just like, yeah, I like football. And then you're just um, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I do like Week Three Buffalo versus Jets. I want to see what Aaron Rodgers can do against the best team in the division. I want to see that. I want to see how he can handle. Um, handle that pressure against the team that's again, they're right there with winning the AFC. Uh, obviously, we know who to be this year. It's the Chiefs by a mile. The Chiefs are going to win the number one seed by a mile, they're going to win the Super Bowl again by a mile. Um, I'll be honest, that's my pick. That's my pick. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl unless the Eagles get back there, and I think the Eagles could take them, uh, in round two, but um, it might be a repeat of the Super Bowl, to be honest. To, to I absolutely mean, I, be honest, I could see that because there's nobody in the NFC in that the really NFC, like no, yeah, like jumps, jumps off, off the page. The, that no. I mean, there'll be some tough teams, but there's you have a clear top two in the Niners and the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Anyway, I can't believe you didn't say that you're excited for this game, the Pats Eagles Week One. How are you not <laughs> excited for that? So and, I mean, I mean, for this podcast, I'm excited for it. But I'm excited yeah. for it in the fact, I mean, that's just going to be a fun one because Brady's supposed to get retired. Um, 
See, that's the thing. If this was Brady Patriots against Eagles week one, I'm all for it. That's a top five game. Mac Jones Patriots. Did you just go unmute? Did you unmute you? You muted yourself. I don't know why. I guess I did. I didn't (laughs) mean to press that. Here, I'll move it up. I have it on the quick trigger just so I I don't know how that. Anyway, um, I am excited for this. just on the standpoint of you and me uh, yeah. and the Eagles fans are going to try to go into Boston and razzle dazzle Brady um, from the fan uh, from, yeah, from the, the seats. And so that'll be fun. Um, I do think it's funny that they chose to retire Brady against the Eagles, where it's just like, could you pick a worse fan base to try to honor an opposing player? Like, I know it's going to be in, <laughs> It's going to be in New England and probably 90% New England fans, but it would not shock me if it's like 70-30 and you just hear a smattering of booze. It's like, why are you doing it here? Why are you doing it now against That's, the Eagles? Yeah. I don't know. That's just a weird choice. Um, but So I've got – I'll, I'll name three more that I, I want to see. And, and one of them – I mean, they're fairly earlier. Like So week three, um, Chicago Chiefs. Why I'm excited for that is because I really like what Chicago has done in the offseason. Um, I really think Justin Fields is a decent quarterback. I want to see what he does against top talent. Um, so a lot of my games are because I want to see what players are going to do. I want to see what teams are going to do now restructured a bit. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Of course, week four, uh, KC Jets. That's a gimme. You know, that's a gimme. You yeah. want to you want to check that out. Um, and then, so I'm going to leave you with this. And a lot of them have the chiefs is because I want to see how teams match up to the chiefs. Um, uh, cause I, obviously yeah, that's and the bar the clear. Yeah. They're the clear. Yeah. That, that's the bar. The um, Jaguars. I'm excited for the Jaguars this season because they got better. Again, they constantly have a fight in them. I really like Lawrence. I think he is a quarterback that doesn't give up. I mean, we saw that in their comeback game last year. I really like them and I want to see him go to the Chiefs. It's or not go to the Chiefs. This is in Jacksonville. Um, Chiefs got to go there. That'll be tough. I want to I want to see that because the Chiefs are going to be high on the mountain after beating Detroit. Um, I think that's a trap game early on for them is at the Jaguars. Also, the Jags, they have a lot of their big games at home. Another one is they've got the Niners after the bye week. Um, their bye week is on the week eight, and then they you know. Week nine, yeah, I think it's week nine is their bye week. And then have San Fran on week 10. And again, that's in Jacksonville. And I think some of their bigger their bigger opponents, I think they can surprise them. I really do. I like Jacksonville this year. I, I like what they've got going on in the run game. Uh, I, think this, I think this could be a trap team for a lot of the major teams mm. out there that are going to overlook them. That's my take. I like the Jags this season to be like the number one trap team for, for contenders. So that being said, uh, so obviously schedule plays a big part in the reason the Eagles got home field advantage last year was because the way their schedule worked out. Probably why Mm -hmm. the Chiefs end up winning this year is how their schedule works out. So that being said, based on, 
uh, the NFL strength of schedule. And again, I'm doing by the sharp one, not the NFL projected one. But totally, these are the top 10 teams with the easiest schedule. Which of these top 10 teams do you think will benefit the most from having the easy schedule and the team they have? Okay, so I'll just read them off from order from 10 to 1. So number 10 is the San Francisco 49ers. And they have the 10th easiest schedule mostly because of the division they're in. Like the Rams and Cardinals being so bad bumps their helps strength. Them, helps them down. up, yes. Yeah. Uh, then you have the team you are just talking about, Jacksonville Jaguars. Then the Detroit Lions, the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, the Indianapolis Colts, the Carolina Panthers, the Falcons, and then the Saints. So let's break it down in these two. The first five, the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Colts, Bears, in that order have the easiest schedule. Which of those teams do you think makes it, I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl, but makes it to the playoffs based on that schedule? One, Can you say it again? Two, I'm sorry. Any of say, them. Say, one more, say one more time. So Saints have the easiest, Falcons, Panthers, Colts, Bears. Bears. I think so too. I think I mean, that Bears. Helps. I think they're going to be a decent team this year and having a bit of an easier schedule. I like I like their odds. I like where it sits with them. So their projected win total is eight. Do you think they'll win more or less? More. I think they'll be a I nine or too. ten. They won three last year, but if we remember right, they were in, in pretty every much game. every game. Yeah, every game. I I really do think the two teams in that that mix are the Bears and the Colts, just purely based on their schedule being easier and their divisions they're in are kind of wide open. Like, I mean, you agree? I agree with you with the the Jaguars as well, but everybody else in that division, like, what even is Tennessee now? Derrick Henry, right. the wheels are going to no fall idea. off eventually, and then no, we, and you got and you got Tannehill Jr. So <laughs> yeah, check I think that you have out. Anthony. If Anthony Richardson is good right now, and if he even plays like Justin Fields, where he just uses athleticism, like they could be a eight, nine, ten win team vying for like a wild card. But I really do think I agree with you. Where it's the Bears really feel like they have the potential to be. Uh, the division winner, like, you know, the Packers, who knows what the fuck they're going to be with Jordan Love. The Lions are a big question mark as well. And then the Vikings, you know, the Vikings feel like, well, last year they had the exact opposite thing of the Bears where they won every close game they were in, right? So if that pendulum swung, they could have easily had six wins instead of, you know, I think they finished with what, 11 or 12? Like, yeah, so I don't know. Bears, and then we'll go six to ten. Texans, Titans, Lions, Jags, 49ers. I think both us, both of us, no matter how much shit we talk about the 49ers, we still think they're gonna be pretty damn good. Like oh, yeah. they're they're gonna be a top three team in the NFC because the NFC is weak. No matter what quarterback they have, that defense is gonna win them minimum three, four games. So, and obviously they have competent quarterbacks who can at least hand the ball off to McCaffrey. Uh, so I think 49ers. And then with, if you had to bet money, do you think the Lions or Jaguars finish the year with a better record? Um, Jags. I think I agree with you. The uh, 
the Detroit Lions are projected to have 10 wins. The Jaguars are projected to have 10 wins as well. I don't think either of us would be shocked if both those teams ended with 10 wins. And then, uh, like I said earlier, now we go to the hardest. Hardest is your New England Patriots, then the Bills, then the Chiefs, which we both just talked about is fucking garbage because of how that schedule is. And then Raiders, Dolphins, Commanders. So you got to feel bad for the Commanders and Raiders. Like, what the fuck did they do to earn the worst, the hardest schedule in the fucking league? Also, what did the Patriots do? The Patriots got their fucking ass kicked last season. (laughs) Well, let's uh, segue. They were were the fourth place division team, man. Like, come on. Yeah, let's segue to, we'll talk about our teams and then we can get into other shit. So looking at your team schedule, Casino, do you think it merits being labeled as the hardest schedule in the league? I think so. I think so, especially since the fact that they lose a home game because of the fucking international series, which I just, I fucking can't stand it. So. Yeah, I, I 100%. I think I think the Patriots at least bottom or top 3 hardest schedules and this is not me trying to be a biased Patriot fan. You don't even care a shit about the Patriots and you're like holy shit. I I don't fucking like it. I'm I'm pissed. And then how how in the hell again, it it's it's 100% bias on who they want to get to where they want. They want the Chiefs to get up really high and I'm sorry. I hate Roger Goodell so much. He absolutely hates the Patriots. He can shove it up his ass. Oh, man. Roger Goodell, if you're listening to this, I hope you do take this podcast and shove it up your ass. I'll, I'll, I'll record outside your ass. I don't give a shit. Fucking douche. Sorry. Uh, so I'm, a little your... ang- I'm a little angry, though. I Yeah, I'm a little angry. I don't like – I think the teams that we're playing are fairly difficult. And I would, uh, from just the look of it – I kind of skimmed over i know which teams are playing but a lot of them are away and i just against you know the, the tougher teams i don't like the fact that we're losing a home game i i hate that um, yeah i'll tell you what i hate the international sch- I, I hate the international games yeah they make money over there but it's just like oh look you got teams i don't care I, I have a lot of friends that I've met through my travels over overseas, white collar problems. Um, and <laughs> while I was overseas that you're not going to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was waiting for a giggle on that. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep your joke going. Um, and <laughs> they don't give two shits about American football at all. At yeah. all. It Nobody seems like cares. a weird, almost yeah. every person I, almost every person I've met over there. And I, and I'm talking, we're talking a few handfuls of people that I've got to like really know on my travels and stay in contact with. None of them give a shit about American football. <laughs> None of them. And they're sports uh, people. They, yeah. They just did American football. Uh, but looking Sorry. at your schedule. I, I, so yeah, strength of schedule, I fucking can't stand it. I really do think, and this is why I don't think the Chiefs have that hard of a schedule, because it's when you play the hard teams and when you play them compared to when you play the other hard teams on your schedule, why your Patriots have the hardest schedule is this first four weeks is a fucking murderer's row. They go it's a gauntlet. Eagles, they go Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. Like, you're... You start against 
the Eagles, which we debatably the best team in the NFC. Then you play division rival Miami, who always at least gets one on you every year. Yeah, and, and, and at then, least this is in Gillette. At least. Yeah. It's in Fox. And then you play two road games where you get Jets, you get at New York. And then at Dallas, so against two, the Jets obviously we think are going to be much better than they were last year, but they still had a ferocious defense last year. The Cowboys are going to be a top five, top three team in the NFC. And then you yeah, get... Yeah, the only reason the Patriots beat the Jets last year is because they had a shitty quarterback that tossed inter- four interceptions a game to the Patriots. So <laughs> yeah. Rodgers won't do that. He might give up one, but... And then you're going to play versus New Orleans, which... It's an easier game, but still, New Orleans, again, hard-hitting, good defense. Then you get a little bit of a break where you play It doesn't get Vegas. decent until week nine. Yeah. In my you, opinion. Then you play at Vegas, but we all remember what happened last year at Vegas. So, nice uh, that we get a repeat of that. Uh, then you're playing versus Buffalo. So, those first seven weeks, like, it's like, fuck. And then you go to Miami. And then you get, thankfully, some uh, reprieve where you go versus Washington, versus Indianapolis, but Indianapolis, the game is in fucking Germany. And then you get a bye week. So you get a little break right there. And then you come back. <laughs> and it's literally you finish week 12 to week 18. Giants, Chargers, Steelers, Kansas City, Denver, Buffalo, Jets. That is a fucking, dear Lord. Yeah. Dear Lord. I know. Dude, a playoff team, playoff team. The Steelers, who are were one win away from being a, a playoff team. Kansas City, uh, Super Bowl champions. Then you get Denver, probably much better than they were last year with Sean Payton. Then you go Buffalo Jets. Again, probably two playoff teams. You literally end with potentially, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven playoff teams back to back to back. Like, I'm sorry, Casino. That's fucking it's, Yeah, it's no going to be a tough you one. You guys have said uh, are deemed to have the hardest schedule. That's fucking rough. And then with the Eagles – uh, we'll touch on it lightly because we're kind of going long on this, but uh, Kinda, we're so definitely we, are. Start, we start at Patriots, which I hate doing an opening uh, week one at an opposing uh, people stadium, but whatever. Then we open month, uh, we open our home game Thursday night football on a short week already. So fuck the fuck are we doing? But then we get a long week and we go Monday night football. So that's not too bad. So the opening, I'm not mad about, right? You get Patriots, Vikings, Bucks, Washington, Rams, who I think the Rams are still this year going to be a fucking dumpster fire. And then you get Jets, Dolphins, Commanders, uh, Cowboys. So I would not be surprised if we're like six and three, five and four. I'd be fine with that going into the bye week. But out of the fucking bye week, look at this fucking schedule. At Kansas City, then you get the Buffalo Bills. Then you get the 49ers. Then you go at Dallas, at Seattle, and then you come home for, you know, two Giants games and a Cardinals game. But 
for that fucking five weeks, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seattle, like most of those games on the road. Dear Lord. Dear no, Lord. yeah, because they don't – he does not – Roger Goodell does not want anybody besides his golden child to win. No, he doesn't. Let's see. Your team plays what? We said seven playoff teams in a row. My team plays one, two, three, four, five, six, seven playoff teams in a row. So thanks, NFL. Thanks for fucking over the only sports podcast. Uh, again – all I hope he heard for my Roger is no. He he already knew that I was going to do a, a Goodell rant, so he was like, <laughs> "You know what? Fuck this guy. Uh, Let's fuck his as team." As long as, as long as uh, either of our teams, or really any team, is not fucking injury bugged, I am fine with whatever happens. I have no hopes for the Eagles going into this season because I don't know what we're going to be. Soul last year. Yeah. But it's also that thing where it's like the three years after winning the Super Bowl were worse than winning the Super Bowl because then it was just our entire team was injured for three years in a row and then they would still get to the playoffs and barely lose. And that was much more heartbreaking to the soul than the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was cleansing to the soul. So just please don't be fucking injury bugged. Football gods, please. All right. We've gone almost an hour, Casino. Just talking games from six months from now. (laughs) Uh, You know what? This is, uh, I'm not even going to do my full fucking 76ers rant. I'll give you the reduced version of it, which is I wrote down, and I'll just go through this quickly, Casino. I don't know if anybody watched the, uh, the Sixers Celtics game last night. Uh, I did. Maybe, maybe one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched in my fucking life. Just from the game ended, like where each team had barely scored 80 points, like just abysmal, a fucking abysmal game to watch. Uh, so instead of recapping the whole game, because we are short on time now, uh, why don't I just, oh, I don't know, start with five minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter casino, and let's just go from there. So at this point, Doris Burke, the hot, hot Doris Burke, I'm all about Doris Burke, only thing me and Drake agree on, she's banging. <laughs> uh, at this at this point, uh, she, there's a graphic on the screen that says the Celtics have had 18 turnovers in this game, the most in any game by any team in this postseason. So you would think, huh, the Celtics have turned the ball over 18 times. It's by far the most compared to any other team in the playoffs. They must be getting blown out at this point, right? No, no, a a smart person would think that, but these are two dumb teams playing. So that's not what happened. (laughs) The hot Doris Burke makes it known Oh, 18 turnovers. The lead has never been more than two between these two teams. Okay? The Sixers, and she only meant the Sixers because at one point the Celtics were up by like 10 in the game. But up until this point, the Sixers have not led by more than two points, despite the Celtics almost having 20 fucking turnovers. So 530, the the score is 83-81. 
Okay, again, after 18 turnovers, the score is still 83 to 81. What happens? Embiid misses a shot. Then it's a block on the other end that they get the ball back. Maxi goes down the court, shoots a three, misses. Harden, uh, the Celtics go back down, miss. Harden comes back down. He shoots a three, miss. Doris Burke says again, a full minute has passed. No more than a two-point lead have the Sixers had this entire fucking game. Next comes down. Tatum hits a three at four minutes and 10 seconds. Up until this point, he had been having one of the worst games an NBA superstar has superstar, ever had. For sure. I believe he had six points and he'd missed like 10 straight shots or some bullshit like this until this four minute mark. So all of a sudden Celtics 84 to 83 after a Tatum three, he was like, Oh, for eight from three before this shot. Uh, Goes down the court. Embiid, double teamed, misses a shot right underneath the rim. Goes back the other end. Tatum shoots a three. It's 87-83. And now Doc Rivers called a timeout. I want to shit on Doc Rivers. This was the right call. If he didn't call a timeout here, I would have lost my fucking mind. Okay? (laughs) So then they get the ball back. uh, Three minutes left. Maxi shoots a three. Not only does this three miss, this three misses the entire basket and it's an air ball. Okay. Three minutes left. He shoots a, a three that is a fucking air ball. Does not even come close to hitting the backboard. Uh, next up, Tatum hits like a fadeaway two or he try, he attempts it and he misses. Goes back down. Maxi gets fouled. He misses one of two free throws. It is now 89-84, okay? There is Smart in the paint. He gets the point. That puts them up 89-84. to Then P.J. Tucker in the corner misses a three. Do you see what I keep saying, Casino? Yes. The Celtics keep missing the... Six Sixers keep getting rebounds and then they keep just jacking up threes when they're up by one point and then all of a sudden they're down by five. Does not change. Keeps jacking up threes. There's this, uh, maybe the moment I threw uh, something in anger when Harden is trying to drive up the paint, he trips over his own feet and then just throws the ball in the air and then tries to act like it's a foul. They call it for a foul they review it and then in slow motion you see and the announcers are even like nobody touches him he just falls so Harden with two minutes left in a four-point game falls down in the paint and then throws the ball to the other team cool cool uh next up uh they get the ball inbounds desperation shot at three let me guess let me take a guess what shot it was casino it was a three-point shot in oh, j- yeah. just to try to beat the fucking clock. Again, Tatum hits another three. He'd had six points up until this point. He hits another three. All of a sudden, it's an eight-point lead. They were up by two two minutes ago. Now it's an eight-point lead. And then where's my last piece of paper here? It's a hardened miss at 131. 
this, okay, it's an eight-point lead. Harden just missed another fucking stupid shot. It is one minute, 31 seconds. Any person watching would be like, they still have a chance, right? This is basketball. You can foul. It stops the clock. That one minute and 31 seconds can turn into five minutes of actual basketball, right? Where you still have chances. The entire Sixers team, and by entire Sixers team, I mean Harden and Joel Embiid, two MVPs, one the reigning MVP of the fucking league, are just walking down the court and no urgency whatsoever, just walking down the court. And then the announcers say, the Sixers look like they've given up. You have to have a lot of confidence to go into Boston in game seven. And it's just like, yeah, the fuck are you doing? There's a minute 31 left and the team just gave up. Maxi, uh, I mean, most of the reason why we're in this situation because he just keeps jacking up threes with no help whatsoever from fucking Embiid or Harden. Harden doing just dumb shit down low and Embiid completely disappearing in the in the fourth quarter. But 108, Harden falls down again, throws the ball, and then we find out, oh, in the fourth quarter, Tatum had 16 points and the Sixers, I believe, had 19 and four of those points came from, or no, no, I'm sorry. Philadelphia had even less. In the fourth quarter, they had 13 points, okay? None of those points, or I believe two of those points, came from either Embiid or Harden. Harden finishes the game 13 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Embiid finishes it 26 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. None of it comes in the fourth quarter. I just want to remind everybody. Maxi finishes 26, 5, and 3. But here's the stat that made me want to fucking gouge my eyes out, okay? Casino, three-pointers for the 76ers. They shot 34 three-pointers. How many of them do you think actually went in? You're on mute. <laughs> I already know. I already know the answer because I, I have the, the stuff stacked uh, up right here. They Eight. shot thirty-four three-pointers. All thirty of them apparently in the past fucking four minutes, from what it sounded like me reading. They were eight for thirty-four, which is a twenty-three percent uh, free throw or three-point percentage. They were thirty-five. Come on, give them some credit. Give them the point five. 5. The Celtics were 15 of 35 with a 43% three-point uh, advantage. The Sixers shot more free throws. They were out-rebounded like a motherfucker by 12 rebounds. They had the same assists, same blocks. Four, seven, double the amount of steals that the Celtics had. And then they turned the ball over six less times. Points in the paint and fouls were basically even. So, well, I, I mentioned to you last episode any team that pro basketball team that shoots under 40%, they're going to lose. They shot 36%. The Philly, Philly oh did 36%. I mean, Celtics weren't great, obviously, and the score shows it. Um, they were only 42%, but still 36% as a professional basketball team with the Dude, reigning not- MVP, with the reigning MVP and yeah. Harden, who's known for you know, 
putting up a lot of points. Like, yeah, absolutely crazy. Ugh. Crazy. That, but I mean, uh, let's let's do a little math right here. Instead of let's say they shot uh 10 fewer three-pointers and instead converted those to two-pointers, or let's just say they made eight of them, right? So let's say they made eight two-pointers. That's 16 points. So what is more casino in the game of basketball? 16 points or zero? Which 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 number is bigger? Because I believe it's fucking 16. What yeah. is this fucking obsession? This obsession with fucking NFL or NBA teams that just need to attempt three-pointers. Unless you're the Golden State Warriors. And on most nights, even the Golden State Warriors miss most of their three-point shots. Play in the mid-range and get fucking two-point shots. You lost this game by nine points, but when this game eventually turned to where it was unwinnable is when you missed four three-point shots in a fucking row. You have the MVP in the middle of the field. Pass it in the middle of the fucking court. Pass it to him, and then all he has to do is jump and get near the basket. Odds are he's either going to make it or get fouled. Would you rather attempt to win the game that way or by putting up contested threes when you're up by two, you fucking morons? What the fuck are you doing? You're in. It's game six. You're at home. You are you are getting every fucking turnover in the book. The star player on the other team has done nothing. Nothing. No one on the Celtics is beating you. You fucking idiots. Jason Tatum finished with 19 points. He had 17 of those in the last four minutes. Everybody else, Marcus Smart had 22. Brown had 17. And then Al Horford played 40 minutes and had two points. My mouth is foaming at the minute. What the fuck are you doing? Hey, uh, the most overrated coach in NFL history, Doc Rivers. Why don't you fucking talk to your team and be like, NBA. hey, dipshits, stop shooting three points. We're up by two. You have the MVP in the middle of the fucking court. Go up the middle, you fucking idiots. Ugh. And, oh, they, they put up. All the time, they put up Doc Rivers' stats. I mean, I guess he's a great coach. He only had a super team with three, uh, you know, MVP caliber, top 75 all-time NBA players, and he only ever won one NBA championship and then never came close again. He has as many losses as he does wins in the postseason. I guess that makes you a good coach. Fucking morons. And now they're going to go, and we can segue right here. They're going to go into game seven. They're going to go into game seven and get blown out, much like the fucking Suns did in Denver last night. That's my fucking Sixers rant, you fucking morons. What a stupid last five minutes of basketball. You all played because you're fucking dumb. James Harden, MVP of the league, tripping over his legs and then throwing the ball in the air. Like, 
I, I watch my son, a 10-year-old, plays basketball every weekend. I've never seen that play for, for fucking 10-year-olds tripping over their own legs and throwing the ball in the air. Ugh, my computer screen is covered with spit. Just covered in it. <laughs> Ugh, you fucking idiots. Idiots. Ugh. But now, Casino, the other game that happened last night, much less to get mad about because it was fucking over in the first quarter. Uh, the Denver Nuggets blow out the Suns. I mean, the game ended 125 to 100. At one point, I believe in going into halftime, the, the Nuggets were winning by 30 points. And it felt like they won this game by 45. The fucking Suns were done. After the first quarter, Denver was up 44 to 26. And then Phoenix never scored more than 24 or 25 points the rest of the game per quarter, I mean. So, yeah. How bad is Devin Booker when it comes to game sevens in his career in elimination games, dude? Well, yeah. it, it's two well, years in a row six. now where he just oh game six but still uh elimination game is what i meant to say um yeah. i did say that but yeah so i did correct myself so you know what yes game six <laughs> elimination game i can't uh, see but you it was on same my screen as, because there's so much spit but it was Let same as last uh you know last year as well devin booker just is disappears in his elimination game. he's got no fight when it comes to it i did not like he he was awful especially in that first and that first half, he wasn't even present. Oh, I, yeah. I, he played awful. He had 12 points, talk, talk, one yeah, rebound, about, eight assists. Talk about a, a, as a, you need him, you need your, like, number two guy, you know, number two, number three, wherever he sits. He's not producing. Like, where's, where's your energy? You're in an elimination game. It's either win and you continue or lose and you go play fucking golf. Figure it out. I did not like it. Um, I, I think he he well, is we, a big reason, but you know what? I don't think they can they can move off of him. I don't think the Suns can move oh, no. off of him next year. So well, they're, no, they're going to have him. Well, we talked about how great he's been this entire playoffs. Remember when they played the Clippers? He went thirty eight, forty five, thirty, forty seven, twenty seven, thirty five. Or I'm sorry, he went 47 the last game against the Clippers, and then in this Nugget series, he's been really good. Damn near great almost every game. He went 27, yeah, I, 35, 47, 36, 28. But then I said, but then, can he sustain? Can he sustain? Can, when it needs, when he needs to show up, will he show up? And he did not. No, this is two years in a row 13, now. He has not been in elimination Four for game. 13 from the field, 12 points in 36 minutes. Yeah, he had a bad, bad game. And then on yeah. the other end, I mean, it's you had trend, Jokic. It's a trend with him. It's a trend with him. Yeah. And then Going Durant, into elimination game. Yeah. Durant was fine in that game, but he was not obviously at the level he needed to be. And he was pretty much the only one trying to do fucking anything. They did get a good game out of pain, uh, their guard. But yeah, without Booker and Durant both going off in these playoffs, as we've seen, especially against this Nugget team, like you're not going to win when Booker only puts up what fucking 13 points, I think. I think we said, uh, right. or 12 points. Yeah, but then on the other end, you have Jokic putting up a triple-double, going 32, 10, and 12. Then you have Murray, which Jamal Murray, the 
emergence of him in these playoffs has been fun to watch. Uh, for some reason, Jamal Murray is my uh, 10, now 11-year-old son's least favorite player. I don't know why. He just doesn't like his face. I don't, I don't know what that means, but yeah. that's what he told yeah. me when I asked him why he was his most hated player. Uh, I like him, though, uh, so my son's wrong. I, I'm sticking up for you, uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, but I think at this point in the playoffs, and then obviously tonight, we're recording this Friday afternoon, in two hours, it's game sixes that I think both close out tonight, where we have Heat, Knicks, and then Lakers, Golden State, I think it will be the Lakers winning tonight. I think Golden State to, pushes it. I mean, I that. hope. I want I want as many game sevens as we can get, except when it's fucking my team. But uh Warriors or Lakers, I think whichever one that is, you go into Denver, which is gonna have the number one seed, and then if the or no, since the Bucks are out, the Nuggets are gonna have number one seed throughout the playoffs, including the finals. I really think the question mark going into this was, can Jokic show up in the playoffs? Not only has he, he shown has. up, he's been th- maybe the best player in the playoffs right there with Jimmy Butler and a couple other names you could throw in there. But I think debatably, maybe not even debatably, he's the number one player in these playoffs. I think right now with all the teams left, I would put all my money on the Nuggets winning the NBA championship. I just don't think it they're I think they're so much better than every other team right now. It's it's crazy. Uh the East, I mean, I don't even know. We can lightly touch on Knicks, Heat, Warriors, Lakers. By the time you hear this, the games are already gonna happen or, or already be happening. But you think the Warriors force game seven, and then do you think the Knicks or Heat win tonight? Uh, I think the Heat closes it out at home. Um, And then, yeah, I told you, I think the pressure might be too big for the Lakers. Um, They've struggled, even against the Grizzlies, they've struggled a bit at home, taking them into like OT and getting a lot of help from the refs. Um, I want to see how that would happen. And I'm trying not to be that guy where I'm I'm blaming the refs, at least not in this sport, but I'm going to. Um, that's a whole hockey rant, which <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to get to my hockey rant. We might have to save that for another time. We might have to do a small episode tomorrow. Not sure, but, um, yeah. Um, where was I? I, I, I'm uh, not used to talking. Warriors Lakers. Yeah. I'm not used to talking. You've been talking this entire podcast. Um, <laughs> well, I so, came prepared. Uh, so that's well, that's I mean, why. even if I was a hundred percent prepared, I'm prepared for NHL. I wasn't prepared for the NFL that much, but hmm. I'm prepared for the NHL. But guess what? I just don't know if I'm gonna ever have that time to talk because <laughs> you know, it, it, no, no, fuck you. Because even if I was fully, fully prepared, trying to stop you is like trying to stop yeah. a fucking freight train. You just fucking can't. I, I've known you for here, way too, you know. yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Like I said, I'm not going to get to the NHL today before the wife gets home and that he's crying and and the dogs are barking. So it is what it is. So now I'm just going to fill it in and let you breathe. And I'm just going to start talking random things. I'm like, hey, look, I'm looking at my bookshelf. Hey, look, I'm looking at my TV. Okay. uh, So what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah. Golden State, I really do think is going to come out and win this. What's up? I do feel refreshed. I needed to get, I had all that pent up inside of me. And then I, I know. And normally, it. and you know what? Normally I'm the only one that has to hear it. Like just yeah. 
by myself, but now we have the podcast and you have to, you know, you have to have other people suffer as well with your rants, but That's it true. is what it is. Um, now you know how my wife no, is. <laughs> so. I do know how you're, I was your first wife. <laughs> That's uh, true. But I mean, anyway, um, no, I, I think the moment might be too big for him. And especially if there's some fair calling tonight, I think the pressure might be too big. I like this as a trap game for the Lakers. Going back into Golden State, I know Golden State's not been good on the road lately or, or the whole season. It just is what it is. But I have a feeling they could pull this off. Will I be shocked if the Lakers win at home? No, no. But I, I do. If I had to put money on it, I would go with Golden State tonight and mm. force a game seven and win in seven. I think Golden State advances out of this series because um, the close games that have been close have either been, you know one barely by the Lakers. So not, you know, there hasn't been a blowout. And then, uh, then the refs, that's my opinion. And that's sticking to it. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, I think uh, the heat closed out. I agree with you. And I think this is one of those things where on, if it's, I believe it's on ESPN tonight, not TNT, but TNT might mention it. ESPN never will. The refs, have played such a weird position in this game where or in this series where last game where the Warriors won 121 to 106, the fouls were 18 to Golden State versus 17 to the Lakers. And then we saw Golden State won that game, right? Like pretty handily, that game was never really in question. The Lakers had a couple surges, uh, but yeah, they basically held the Lakers. Uh, they beat them in the first half and then kind of just held on to the lead throughout. But yeah, this game, a game six in Los Angeles against this uh, Warriors team. And then uh, we have to talk about this casino. Did you see the thing with Steve Kerr coming out and saying, uh, oh yeah, the Lakers, like, they basically do anything for calls like they're flopping around out there, right? Claiming the, that wasn't the exact quote, but basically his quote was yeah. claiming the Lakers are a team of floppers. Did you see LeBron's response? No. Uh, because I have it right here. I don't this follow is, social media. So this is why this is peak peak example of why people hate LeBron James. And I cannot defend him. I do not hate LeBron James, but oh, this lack of self-awareness. <laughs> you, this is probably going to make me hate him even more. Just add it to the list. I'm sure. Right here. So Steve Kerr's quote was, I give the Lakers credit for the plays they have been able to sell. Okay? Which, people watching this series, you know what that means. Everybody knows the context, but he kind of said it in a sly way. So you're like, I get what you're saying, and I fucking agree. This was LeBron's response. <laughs> uh, it's actually, uh, actually, I've never been on any team that I've played on in my 20 years where we have been a flopping team. There, go to YouTube right now, click, uh, go, search LeBron flopping compilation, and you will find endless, endless videos some 20 minutes long of all the LeBron James flops. And that's just him. The Miami Heat uh, days were the fucking worst. That team, I forgot 
how many like egregious, egregious flopping calls they got. But his name is not the people don't call him La Flop because he's done it once or twice. That is a tool in his arsenal that he knows he gets the call. Good for him. He knows he gets the call. It doesn't mean it's not fucking annoying to watch or NBA basketball players or coaches can fucking bitch about it. But the lack of self-awareness is why most people hate LeBron James. And I cannot defend him against those. Uh, But Casino, that is all I had to say. Are we doing a part two tomorrow? Yep. All right. So part two tomorrow, we will talk about obviously the NBA games tonight. We'll touch on uh, if the Lakers can beat the Warriors. Probably like a 30-minute segment tomorrow, something like that. Yeah, we'll do a short little part due tomorrow to dive into all the hockey, talk about the two games tonight, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. This has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm with Will. With Will and with Will. <laughs> all right. Adios. A man of the people.